Hi, everyone, and welcome to High Tea Hoops. I'm Skylar Smith, and you can catch me on the Bird app at the Duchess of Hoops. Hey, everyone, I'm Brian Boucher, and you can catch me across all social media, including Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, Skylar, at the Duke of Hoops. I'm working on it. We are so excited for our first series, the Casual UK Fan Guide to NBA Teams. In this series, we're going to be running through the 22 NBA teams competing in Orlando to help you decide who to root for in the bubble. We'll keep the statistics and game analysis a little bit light while focusing more on the stuff that makes fans fans, whether the team is winning or not. I unfortunately didn't have a ton of choice in my fanship. I grew up in a Pistons household in Michigan. But Brian, you moved around a lot growing up. You lived in L.A. You could have been a Lakers fan. You you lived in Indiana. You could have been a Pacers fan. But you committed to the Nuggets when you were living in Denver and you stuck with them. When you were a kid, what about the Nuggets made you think this is going to be my team forever? Well, the reason I'm such a big NBA fan is because I have lived across the states in a lot of different cities. So I've got to see a lot of different teams play. But I moved to Denver when I was seven, a little bit of a nerdy kid. And I wore these kind of like really long white tube socks that were not cool. And there was a player on the Nuggets, Bobby Jackson, Action Jackson, who wore these really long white tube socks as well when he played. And he made me feel a lot cooler. Uh, And that sealed the deal, made me a lifelong Denver Nuggets fan. Yes, that's the stuff we want. Being a fan of a team is about so much more than championships and rings, and that's what we're hoping to fill in here. We'll be touching on team personalities, beefs, nicknames, Premier League team equivalents, and more. We'll be starting from the bottom of the rankings, so bear with us with the Washington Wizards and making our way up to the Bucks at number one. You can check back every day, though, for a new episode. Let's spill the tea. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to High Tea Hoops. Uh, Today, Skylar and I are excited to go over the Sacramento Kings and our UK fan guide to NBA teams. Uh, So how's it going, Skylar? How are you doing? Doing great, Brian. How are you? Doing pretty well. Excited to go over the Kings because they're a little bit of a, you know, they're not very popular in the US, especially right now or as an NBA team, Um, but they've had a storied history, uh, a lot of different eras they've gone through, a lot of different turmoil over the last few decades. So what's your kind of initial reaction or what's your take on the Kings, Skylar? How do you perceive this team? I feel like the Kings are probably the NBA team I know the least about. I feel like I honestly just, I never thought about the Kings, like growing up watching the NBA. I just never thought about them. And I kind of still don't. Yeah, well, they're based in Sacramento. So Western Conference team in the Pacific Division. Uh, they're not the Warriors. They're not the Lakers. They're not the Clippers. There's honestly um, just so many teams in California. Yeah. And they kind of get lost a little bit. There's not that much interest in the team. Um, and, you know, to start off with the team, they, you know, in Sacramento, this is the only professional sports team, but all the major professional sports. Uh, they moved there in 1985. So they start out in Cincinnati, actually. And then they had to move to the to the to to Sacramento in 1985. So kind of recently moved to the city. You know, they don't have, you know, the the early NBA history in Sacramento. And they have an incredible history where they have the Oscar Robinson era. They have the Mitch Richmond era from 91 to 98. And then they have my one of my favorite eras of basketball, which is, you know, right after the Jordan era in 1998. Uh, the Kings drafted Jason Williams. They signed Vlade Divac. Uh, they brought in Chris Webber, Peja Stoyakovich, and they built this like super team that in 2001 Sports Illustrated called the greatest show on court, uh, which was Jason Williams, Doug Christie, Stoyakovich, Weber, uh, Divots. And that's kind of what most people think of when they think of the Sacramento Kings is that greatest show on court era. 
Uh, do you remember that era, Skylar? I, I know you don't know that much about the Kings, but that no. has to stand out. I remember nothing from that era. How <laughs> old was I? I was so I don't young. know, five or six? Yeah. How am I going to remember that? I don't know. They, I mean, they were an incredibly fun team. They had Jason Williams, White Chocolate, uh, who was a showman, played incredible with Chris Webber. Have you ever watched Why? Jason Williams' highlight that. videos? No. Skylar, this is a whole era that you need to dive into. It's so much fun. They actually traded him, though, because he turned it over too much, and they were getting tired of his antics on the court. So they cut, they replaced him with Mike Bibby. And after that, they had their best season in 2001, uh, 2002. But this was an incredibly fun team with Chris Webber, Michigan guy, Skylar. Yeah, love C-Web. That's my guy. All right, give me, give me C-Web takes then, because a lot of people, uh, you know, roast Chris Webber a lot. Sure, sure. Um, you know, I think... I think the roasts have been valid, to be honest. I think that there is a lot of healing that needed to happen. But I think we're getting to a point now where Michigan fans can just kind of be like, we just we just got to get over it. Like, we just, we're repairing our relationship with the Fab Five at this point. It's fine. We're all moving on. I love C-Web. Uh, to bring up uh, a, a nerve, painful nerve here, uh, for our audience, Skylar, what, what happened? <laughs> What's the Chris Webber <laughs> drama? Okay, so. I was waiting for this. There was, there's kind of, there's two things I think of with C-Web because he got caught up in the whole Fab Five thing. They were accepting, like, they were accepting things that violated NCAA, like, regulations. Everyone about, does, though. Yeah. At, first of all, everyone does. And they were accepting, like, meals when they were starving. It wasn't like they were accepting, like what Zion is being accused of now, or it's like his parents were taking like hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was like they were getting like socks and like food in their stomach. Yep. So that's one thing <sighs> beyond that. Uh, was it, it was in the national championship. Yes, it was. And it was down to the final seconds. And uh, C-Web was getting, was he getting like cornered or something? I yeah, he just got trapped or something. Yeah, he gets trapped. But he called a timeout. Long story short, we didn't have any timeouts. Nope. And that was the reason why Michigan lost. And so, yep. see what? And they still haven't gotten over it. They still have beef to this day. It's fine. It's the whole Fab Five team. All right, moving on. Uh, since 2004, they've been in a pretty big decline. They haven't made the playoffs since 2006. So they've gone through, you know, they've tried to draft this young talent. They drafted Tyreek Evans and then DeMarcus Cousins, Mm -hmm. um, but they just can't find a team. There's always turmoil uh, and they really haven't been able to pull it together until more recently now that they have a young core, um, which we can get into when we get into the players a little bit more. But they do have a championship, 1951, and they have two division titles, 2002, 2003. The only thing that stopped that greatest show on court was the LA Lakers Kobe Shaq era, which is pretty big dynasty to take on. And we'll go over that more in beefs because this is a all-timer NBA beef, Skylar. I can't uh, wait. Which I don't know if you know about or not, which I'm excited if you don't a little uh, NBA history here. So let's go to some Premier League equivalents. Uh, I don't really have any. Do you have any, Skylar? <laughs> no. All right, moving on. City, Sacramento. It's kind of near San Francisco. <laughs> Have you ever Any been to thoughts? Sacramento? I've actually been there a lot. Yeah. I've uh, never been to Sacramento. It's sneaky, good wine country. They have some good vineyards there. It's kind of close to Tahoe. 
Literally, um, a- like my only reference point for Sacramento is the movie Lady Bird, which is set in Sacramento. Yeah, not a lot, not a lot going on in Sacramento. Yeah. Great. We're just ripping through these categories. <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's go over owner management coach. So owner is Vivek. That's all you need to know. It took over in 2018, 2016, a few years ago. Uh, you know, tech industry guy. Um, from Silicon Valley, basically saved the team from being moved to Seattle. That was one of the takeover options. Uh, he brought on Vladi Divots mm-hmm. to be the general manager. Vladi. Uh, so a little a little in-house uh, favoritism there, which I love. Uh, hasn't done a great job so far. He gets um, he gets a fair amount of criticism for not really knowing how uh, being a GM works and getting taken advantage of in trades. But it seems to be rebounding recently. And then the coach is Luke Walton, Lukey. which is a, a Boche and Smith family favorite. Is he? I don't know if he's a Smith family favorite. You don't love Luke Walton? You don't love Bill Walton? Uh, sure. I think so they're Walton, fine. I coach think of the good. Lakers. Coach of the Lakers before uh, LeBron booted him. Yeah. Um, for another coach. After LeBron traded him to Sacramento. Exactly. It's basically uh, what Luke, happened. I'm older than you, which I don't know is true, but he's they're basically he's the same age. Luke Walton's like 40. <laughs> LeBron's almost 40. He's like 38. Um, he's like, all right, get out of here, Luke. Like, we, I'm going to get a real coach in here that I designate. And the Kings picked him up. Yeah. Uh, so Luke Walton, pretty good management core. Yeah. Exciting. They have celebrities, Vladi Divots. Vivek is you know passionate, makes a lot of picks himself, even though he doesn't really know what he's talking about a lot of the time. Uh, but good young management core. Any Isn't thoughts on this? Uh, on this uh, staff, Vladi and Luke play together. Uh, for the Lakers, I'm not sure if they overlapped. Yeah, they did. They played together they in the did? Lakers, which is interesting that they're both in Sacramento now. Well, maybe they can pull some, uh, you know, some things out of their bag now that they're together again because yeah. the Kings definitely need it. Maybe that's um, the key. Why don't you start us off with some of the starters here, Skylar, for the Kings this year? Let's focus on the present. Okay. Well, first of all, I was shocked looking at this uh, player list at how young this team is. So yeah. let's run through these starters. Uh, De'Aaron Fox. Love him. His nickname is Swipa. Yeah, Swipa to Fox. Yeah, I love it. Um, Nemanja. How do I say that? What? Which one? What you just highlighted. Well, uh, oh, Nemanja. Um, I, I, I'm going to nail this. Ready? I can't say any of Nemanja. It's Nemanja Bielica. Bielica? Yeah, Bielica. He's from Serbia. They have a lot of Nemanja? good Serbian players. Peja Stojakovic was from Serbia. Well, isn't started Vladi this Serbian? Whole thing. I think Vladi is. Well, what's Vladi? Yeah, he's Serbian. Great. Just the dynasty of Serbian players on yeah. the Kings. Um. Yep, he's Serbian too. Wow, Serbia just really pulling through for the Kings. Harrison Barnes is on this team. Yes, he is. I just they got him. that out in real time. <laughs> <laughs> Boyan Bogdanovic, the shooter. Yeah. Nemanja. I can't say it. You got to do it. You got to do it, Brian. I can't say Prof- it. Professor Big Shots, also known as Belly. And then Rashawn Holmes, who is a free agent signing this year, uh, who 
has done an incredible job out of nowhere and is one of their starters over top picks like Harry Giles, Marvin Bagley, uh, Buddy Heald, Alex Len, um, who is, you know, make up most of their second unit. But yeah, he's come on really strong, which is pretty amazing. Love that. And the reason I'm excited for this young core is because De'Aaron Fox, uh, he's putting up like 20 and seven, has an incredible year. He's a third year player. I think ESPN has him as like top five of third year players. Um, so has a lot of potential coming up. And they all, their pieces fit together pretty well um, for such a young team. They've added in great pieces. They actually added Bazemore, Alex Len, and Jabari Parker this year. Um, mm-hmm. So made some good trades in. And they're building this young core that fits together marginally well if Marvin Bagley can actually uh, get over some of his injuries and uh, and start to grow a new kind of franchise and start this new era. Yeah, for sure. So who do you like on this team, Skylar? Um, I'm excited to keep seeing DeSwipa keep playing and keep putting up some impressive numbers. I feel like the bubble is a really good chance for young players to get a lot of exposure just because there won't be that much, that many other sports on. So it's like, there's just going to be a lot of attention and truly anything can happen in this bubble just because, you know, what have they been doing for the past couple of months? We don't know. Like it's truly anybody's game. So yeah, I think that seeing the super young players will be really exciting in the bubble. Yeah. There's an argument that like the younger, faster teams are going to do better in the bubble. Yeah. Uh, totally. Where things are not going to be as structured and people aren't going to be in the flow of the game as much. So kind of those younger players who are more explosive and, you know, maybe have a little bit more endurance. Yeah. Um, and especially for someone like Marvin Bagley, who's been hurt for a lot of the year, who's now healthy, you know, gave him some yeah. time to recover. He was the second pick above Doncic. Uh, and he has a ton of potential. He was incredible in college and uh, hopefully he's had some time to recover. And I'm excited to watch him and see really how he comes off the bench mm-hmm. and fits in with this crew because he could be a really exciting person in the bubble. It is crazy that – wait, he was taken before Luca. Yep. It was uh, DeAndre Ayton for the Suns, and then it was Marvin Bagley before Luca. That's wild. How I much do you think beefs. Sacramento regrets not taking Luca? I think everyone regrets not taking Luca. The Hawks, the Suns, the Kings. Wasn't the Hawks there like traded some beef that was some. It was the reason why they didn't take Luca, though. Yes, good memory, Skylar. So you got you know some things about the Kings. Uh, <laughs> only it's the beefs. Vla- Here's the you only yeah, exactly you only know the beefs. So they picked. This is a direct quote uh, from an article I just read uh, about they picked Marvin Bagley ahead of Luka Doncic because uh, in quotes. My understanding is that Vladi Divac being so close to Luca and knowing his dad so well factored into their decision. Oh. Basically, he didn't think a whole lot of Luca's dad and their whole like father son. Well, no, this is a different dude. You messed that one up, Vladi. So apparently, Vladi Divac didn't like his dad, thought Luca would follow in his dad's footsteps, and that's why they didn't take him. Wow. Big mistake. Big mistake. And I'm going to pull one off the very bottom of the bench for you, Skylar. Guess who's on this team? Kyle Guy of Virginia fame. Hit two clutch free throws in the final seconds of the NCAA championship uh, to win the game. And now he rides the bench. And I think he's played in like two games this season. But he's still there. And moral of the story is free throws always matter. Make your free throws. Free throws, free throws always matter. So let's go into some embarrassing moments for the Kings. There's some fun ones recently or, or not fun, but... 
there are some embarrassing moments for sure. Grant Napier, who is on the radio show that covers the Sacramento Kings, is kind of been known by the players. You know, it's kind of unsaid that he's kind of a closeted racist. And so uh, when the Black Lives Matter movement uh, was, you know, that we had all the protests a few weeks ago, uh, he baited him and on Twitter and DeMarcus Cousins at mentioned him and said, hey, Grant, uh, what's your take on Black Lives Matter? And Grant responded in all caps said, all lives matter and got suspended from the radio show. <laughs> so good job, Boogie Cousins. I love that him. Boogie Cousins just woke up that day and was like, you know what? I have time today and I'm going to use that time to just bait this radio yes. guy who I don't like and who is racist. And he just fell for it so badly. Yeah, he fully, um, Boogie fully got him. I'm yep. so impressed by this. And then the rest of the ex-Kings players all piled on in support of Boogie baiting this guy and revealing who he actually was. So maybe not an embarrassing moment for the Kings. They oh, great came the together Kings. as a team. Yeah. Look at Boogie. Fir- I'm so proud of him. The first time Boogie brought the team together, brought the <laughs> Kings together. <laughs> Years later on Twitter. All right. Let's go to one of the biggest beefs in NBA history. Uh, this is between the rivalry between the Kings and the Lakers. Uh, so in that kind of greatest show on court during the you know the early 2000s where the Kings were a dynasty of their own, uh, they kept coming up against the LA Lakers over and over and over again. And when they got Mike Bibby in the 2001 to 2002 season, they finally matched up. And it's regarded as one of the best and greatest series in playoff matchups in history, even though it you know, wasn't in uh, the NBA Finals because they're both in the Western Conference. The Kings lost in seven games. So they could have won the Western Conference Finals, could have made it to their first NBA Finals, the first one in Sacramento history, uh, but they lost in crushing fashion to the Lakers. But there's a little wrinkle here because in game six, people uh, are throwing out allegations and they still to this day, many people believe that the NBA fixed this game to make the Lakers win because the Lakers had shot 27 free throws in the fourth quarter, Skylar. That's 27. That is insane. Just call after call after call. A lot of them in retrospect were proved to be no calls. There's been a ton of analysis on this and they can't really prove that it was fixed by the NBA. Uh, And if the NBA is listening, we do not blame you at all for this. I I, I have no idea what happened, but this is one of the all time beefs that the NBA basically fixed this series because they wanted the Lakers in the finals and continuing that Kobe Shaq dynasty and not the Sacramento Kings. I can totally see this happening, honestly. Who, you believe it. Who actually – yes, totally. I mean, NBA, if you're listening, not. I'm not – I would love to work for you in the future. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> the NBA totally fixed this game. <laughs> 27 free throws in the fourth quarter is insane. I mean, it's like – Refs make like bad calls with fouls all the time. I feel like I see a lot of fouls called where I'm like, there was nothing there, but this Mm -hmm. is insane. And also like it totally tracks like who, who among us would have tuned into a Sacramento finals. All of us would, but we wouldn't have liked it. Everyone wanted to see the Kobe and Shaq duo back in action in the finals. Yep. And this is following up on Jordan, you know, the Jordan era uh, and the lockout. So the NBA was pretty scared that people were losing interest in the league. And 
there's a lot of evidence that they wanted the, the Lakers to kind of drive this resurgence. And that's why people blame it on, uh, on the referees. I believe it. Pretty good beef though. Not quite. I wouldn't say it's quite at the, uh, at the Gilbert arenas level. No, cause it's not as personal. It's more fixed, not as necessarily between the players, but pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, and we can't uh, all be Gilbert arenas. We all can't be Gilbert Arenas. That's hopefully most of us don't want to be. Uh, okay, let's go and do some likelihood to make the playoffs and championships. So, if you want to support this team, ESPN recently said they had a fourteen point five percent chance of forcing a play-in tournament. So, we're we're getting a lot better here, Skylar, in terms of these teams making it into the playoffs. There's a big uh, jump from the Spurs to the Kings. Yes, as far and as percentages. How, how badly do you want to play in tournament? Or a play-in game. I want a play-in tournament really bad. Really like, bad. Really bad. Like, it's literally like March Madness, but with the NBA. There's literally nothing I want more. Uh, it would be electric to have a play-in tournament and to have these games to get into the playoffs. Just thinking about NBA Twitter during a play-in tournament, I need it. I want it. So if you're rooting for the Kings, they're one of the people, one of the teams that can actually make this happen. So if you want this play-in tournament... You might want to consider the Kings. Yeah. Uh, and then 538 says there's a 7% chance to make the playoffs and, again, under 1% to win the finals. Um, I was doing research. I'm, I'm trying to keep this up to date on the rosters. They all look pretty healthy. They don't have any of the, their key players out like some of these other teams. Yeah. Um, you know, with Kelly Oubre Jr. out for the Suns um, and, you know, the n- entire Nets roster <laughs> being out. Uh, so they actually are kind of at full strength. So And they're young. So like we said yeah. – uh, not a bad team to support if you want to kind of force some more exciting games here. Totally. Uh, okay, let's wrap this up uh, because it's the Kings. Any takeaways, Skylar, final pitches for why someone should choose the Kings to support in this bubble and then beyond? You know, I think if you're the person who, if you're the person that always goes for the team that no one likes because you like to be like the unique one, I think the Kings are for you because. There's not going to be that many other people. If you're looking for community, maybe not the great, not maybe not the greatest choice. Um, I think you've got a fun celebrity who is a fan of your team in Hassan Minaj. He's very outspoken about the Kings. I think that's yep. really fun. He'll engage with conversations about their sneakers and the history and the beefs. And so that's always fun. Um, and, you know, we all want to play in tournaments. So why not support the Kings? Let's make it happen. Agreed. I would say, you know, if you're in the UK audience, if you're in Europe, that just the Serbian legends over time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's a good point. You know, really support the European players. Uh, no UK players, but a lot of European, a lot of Serbians in there. Yep. And they have, you know, they had Big O when they were in Cincinnati. They had the greatest show on the court. So they have this storied history of pretty exciting eras behind them. And kind of like, you know, the Suns and some of the other teams we've covered – have a young core that they're rebuilding around that have a lot of potential. And De'Aaron Fox is one of my favorite young players out there with his passion for the game and playing style. So you could do worse than the Kings. Totally. You can definitely do worse than the Kings. All right, Skylar, that wraps up this UK fan guide to NBA teams. That concludes the Sacramento Kings. As we start to get into some of the more exciting teams that have a shot to win the championship this year. Uh, Thank you for joining. And and tomorrow – we're doing the Pelicans, which I am very excited for. A little, little thick Zion tomorrow. Thick Zion tomorrow. 
All right. Thanks, Skylar. Bye. Bye.